Owen O'Mahony of O'Mahony's Family Butchers in the old English market. Was your DJ named Gilder because you were part of a guild of butchers? <laughs> um, pretty much, yeah. Was it? <laughs> oh, I just worked that out all on my own. I'm very, I'm, I'm very impressed with myself. Uh, sure, I have a big welcome for myself, as they'd say in Cork. Listen to me, you, your family now haven't been operating the 233 years the English market has been in Cork trading since 1788. But, um, no, well, it's only about 100 years after that, isn't it? It's like about 130 odd uh, that the O'Mahony family have been in there in some form or other. That's right, 1878. So, uh, Bresnan's would have the family. My great grandfather came from County Limerick to be apprentice to a butcher, married a local lady, and set up a stall in there. Nice one. Now, then there's a gap, but you're, you're, your family are back in there now since 1974. No, we were continuously trading, oh. but my mum my is a Bresnan, and my grandfather would have been supplying a number of, of small butcher shops around the city, and this particular one came up for, was vacant, and my mum bought it in 1974. Gotcha. So that made it O'Mahony's as, as as opposed to the Bresnan? Yes, the Bresnans are still trading. Gotcha. Uh, and you, for those who... So if you're on Grand Parade and you have two entrances into the old English market, you're on the right-hand side, right at the edge, the first one you'd see on the right. That's right. Whoa. Look at go, go me. I'm, I'm acing it so far this evening. So come here. Uh, how long have you been in there, Owen? Uh, I mean, probably knee-high to a grasshopper watching your man work or, uh, and the like of that. But how's the market changed is kind of what I'm in, interested in. Well, I'm there since I, in and out since I was 16. Uh, my mum broke her leg when I was about 21. I went in to help and I never left. Um, the, the market has always been a very matriarchal place. That's one of the biggest changes I've seen. So every single one of the butchers inside there would have had a lady that would have handed them the cash. A lot of people would have, a, would have had accounts and they would have paid at the end of the week. The men never touched the money. <laughs> Always better off, huh? <laughs> Absolutely. Always. There's been a big change in that um, when I started there, there wasn't really a huge amount of packaged food uh, and there wasn't so much uh, eating out all the time. People would have generally brought their lunch to work. So it would have been an awful lot more fresh produce. There would yeah. have been more butchers, there would have been more fishmongers, there would have been more vegetable sellers. Whereas now there's been, there's been a big change. So you've, you've got quite a different spread of traders inside there. Very cosmopolitan. Very. Well, actually, just on that, and before I come back to you, let me go through it. So the newest edition, Popsicle, so... She roll, rolls for a poke bowl, meat centre and superfruit, and an array of local and exotic imported fruits. Rowdy Foodie, we've had her on a Cork Food Stories podcast. On the Pig's Back, the Real Olive Company, O'Flynn's Gourmet Sausage for the Cork Boy, that's the recommendation. Chicken Inn, Oro Sullivan's, Tom Durkin Meats for Dry Edge Dexter Steaks, Speciality Offer from Kathleen Noonan's, Tripe and Rasheen from A. O'Reilly's, K. O'Connell's Fishmongers, Hederman Smoked Fish, Ballycott and Seafood, Farmgate Cafe, where I had a lovely lunch last Saturday. Thank you, Rebecca. Uh, and coffee at Cafe Mario. Uh, French, uh, a new French addition to the market or Coffee Central like really even just going through that list it gives you that flavour doesn't it? Oh, it does indeed and you're not, not forgetting my goodness at the gate the, the mm-hmm. yes. food as well yeah For, uh, um, is it Veronica? that's right yeah, yeah. nice one um, uh, yeah famine, flood, war multiple recessions and now soon a global ca- pandemic is the list of triumphant battles the uh, the famous roofed market in the heritage building in the heart of Cork City Centre one of the oldest municipal markets of its kind in the world uh, will have overcome um, it's really there through thick and thin absolutely um, and we really did have to strive to adapt over the last 12 months 12 to 18 months so a lot of the traders uh, invested with the help of Cork City Council in new websites to allow them to offer click and collect and delivery services. Uh, you guys are very keen then on local, you, you, like all your products more or less are originated in Munster. You've got your own family farm, the Ballier Farm. 
ballet farm, yeah. That's right. That's, that's my uncle's farm. Uh, hence keeping it local uh, exactly well if, if, everything that we do is local we, we strive to to build partnerships with local farmers I make sure that they're on a small scale we don't do industrial stuff you know you sound passionate about that aspect of it uh, is, it, is it that aspect that you enjoy most or is it the, the serving the customers and seeing the people and the, the see well we can't you can't read the lips anymore but look, looking into the eyes of, of the people and having the chats Absolutely, you'd miss the nuances with the face coverings, I must say. Uh, it took a little bit of a while for both us and the customers to get used to it. Mm. But just the, the daily banter with both traders, passersby, mm. tourists, and of course the people who supply us. Yeah, it's a very special thing. It's uniquely Cork, it's the old English market. 233 years, and it'll be there for another 233 more, God, God willing. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to this Red FM podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and check out redextra.ie for more great Red FM content.